It's a Friday. It's a green and gold Friday. Packers getting ready to take on the Lions on Sunday. Lambeau Field, Sunday night football. But before we get into anything else, uh, some really good news coming out of uh, Buffalo. And that is the fact that Tamar Hamlin has indeed been taken off of the ventilator. The breathing tube has been taken out. And one of the things he did today was talk to his team via FaceTime, and which is fantastic, and said, love you, boys, and uh, then had a, uh, an additional conversation with them short, but uh, did get a chance to talk to his team today, which is, you know, yesterday as we had kind of closed the show, we were uh, listening to, and kind of uh, not listening to as a group, but listening to uh, on the, on our end, of the press conference via the doctors at University of Cincinnati Medical Center, uh, Dr. Pritz and Company, and they were saying the next goal was to get him breathing on his own fully and get the ventilation tube out, and that has happened. So that is another goal, another milestone in the recovery of DeMar Hamlin, who then, like I said, FaceTimed his team today, which is fantastic, FaceTimed his team today and uh, and told him, you know, love you, boys. So that's just starting off today with some uplifting news. That's awesome. In the meantime, uh, you got the Green Bay Packers getting ready for uh, their day at Lambeau coming up uh, on Sunday, as I had mentioned. Uh, today was alliteration day on the four-letter network. Is this the last late leap at Lambeau? So <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And I thought, and Ryan Clark, who was so eloquent the other night on Monday Night Football, uh, in talking after DeMar Hamlin had gone down. DeMar Ham- or, uh, Ryan Clark today wearing a number three jersey on the set of uh, ESPN said he-, he was like cracking up when they played Aaron Rodgers' answer and saying, here we go. And it's it's not just what we say. It's the, when you're asked the question, you when you're asked the question, and, and Aaron Rodgers was the other day on Wednesday, uh, when you're asked the question about, you know, hey, could have you, have you thought about this? This could possibly be your last game in a, at Lambeau Field as a Green Bay Packer. And Ryan Clark said it best. He said, as a player, all I, all you want to hear is, you know, yeah, that's something to think about. But, no, all we're concentrating on is just getting to, to getting Detroit, getting a win, and moving on to the postseason. <laughs> Instead, they all do the the monotone, you know, I've had some great memories here. And, you know, it's – it's a wonderful place, and I've loved my time in Green Bay. It's kind of like saying goodbye without saying goodbye, because if you come back, then you can say, I never said goodbye. And if you don't come back, you can say, I already said goodbye. You, and you could just say nothing. Just say, look, we're just focused on Detroit. I don't care about anything else. It's the same way Tom Brady did it at the end of the season before he ended up leaving New England. They said, Tom, this could be your last game. He said, all we're worried about is winning in the postseason. I'm not worried about that now. I'll wait till the game's over. All we're worried about now is winning. Right? So uh, instead, the, the thread <laughs> the thread of consciousness for the last leap at Lambeau is going to take over the story. It's going to take over the storyline. It's not about, hey, guys, what are you going to do to win? What are the keys to beating the Detroit Lions coming up on Sunday night? Instead, it's all about, hey, Randall, do you think this is going to be the last time that you and Aaron play together? 
You know, hey, Christian, it's your first year in a league. This could be the first time and only time that you really play with Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts? David Bakhtiari, you signed that big contract. And if Aaron leaves, are you leaving too? Do you think you'll be out? Do you think a new regime's coming in? Do you think Jordan Love's going to stay? Uh, you know, now you got to answer all the questions. Shut up. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. How you doing today, Ben Kenny? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Colin Morikawa lights the world up at the uh, Century Tournament of Mostly Champions last night. <laughs> uh, interesting leaderboard. It's it's a hot start. I'm excited for really? Sunday, though. Okay. I will say. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for uh, Sunday. I did. I have to admit, last night, we uh, and I had mentioned this, that we were going to go down to Calderon Club last night, and I did. We met my son and his wife and had a great dinner. I uh, saw Tim Scott uh, of our affiliate uh, out in, in Milwaukee on uh, the Big 920. Saw him out there, him and his brother. They were. It was kind of a family night, I guess, down at Calderon Club, enjoying fine Italian cuisine. Uh, but on the uh, on the tube was golf. And I'm sitting at the bar before because Kristen and I got there early, so we were having a couple of drinks. And I sat there at the bar, and I'm watching golf, and I said, you know who would love this? Ben would love this. You were, you were part of my stream of consciousness then. I'm sorry ben to hear that. Ben would love this. Sitting here eating Italian food, having a beverage, raising a glass, and there is golf on the tube. Ha! On a cold night downtown Milwaukee. Nice. Nice. It's a good night last night. We got uh, our buddy Matt Mitchell going to be joining us coming up here towards the top of the hour. We're going to talk a little betting coming up this weekend with some, uh, some games that are going to be easy to figure out and tough to figure out. So we're going to get his perspective on all of this. Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions. We've had Dan on so many times, and uh, a lot of the times it's Dan coming on in very stark and honest frustration. <laughs> this team, well, you know, we just hope to get a win. They just hope. Now they're playing to get over 500. They're playing possibly for a postseason berth. Now we get a chance to talk to Dan on the uptick. And uh, in addition to that, we got our guy Mike Clemens joining us today. Tyler Dunn who uh, is from the East Coast originally, uh, covers up in that Bills area, and also had a uh, good chat and a good piece on uh, golongtd.com uh, regarding DeMar Hamlin. So uh, we're going to talk with him coming up today as well. So we've got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff on the docket today. On a green and gold Friday, feeling good today. Uh, Jay says, I 100% agree with you. And Stephen A. Smith said exactly what people have been thinking about Aaron Rodgers. I, I have to admit, I didn't hear it. What did he say? Ben, did you hear what Stephen A. Smith said? No, I did not. I didn't either. I didn't either. I, and I don't know when he said it. So you'd have to let me know. Um, maybe we can go back and find it and, and sift through it and let all hear. I don't know. But let me know. Let me know. Let me, uh, let me, uh, I, I would love to hear what he had to say. If, if you're saying that uh, you agree, it's not very often that people go, I agree with Stephen A. Smith, and he said what everybody was thinking. What, what, what was that? Uh, complicated fellow said the same thing. Rick said uh, he told Rogers to shut the hell up. Really? Well, there you go. <laughs> See, I don't want Aaron Rodgers to shut up. That's the, I, I, cause I, I like the fact that he talks because he does give you a lot of insight and I appreciate that. But when it comes to this, th he is exactly what he didn't want to be. I remember talking a lot with him, his rookie season. And even after that, the next year, and 
you know, watching Brett go back and forth and, you know, I don't know, I'm going to take some time away. And, you know, and then this whole thing about, you know, remember when they used to do the Fan Fest? And it was always about two days before Fan Fest. And Brett said, I, I'm going to make a decision. I, 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 you know, and then they always wanted him to come to, to Fan Fest, right? So uh, they always wanted him there. So Brett would be like, I don't know. I, I just don't know if I'm going to be there, you know. And then all of a sudden, the doors would open to Fan Fest. And they'd say, you know, and they'd introduce the players and, you know, here's, you know, whomever, you know, here's Frankie Winters and, you know, it, the Chad Clifton. And, and they'd go through all these guys. And here's Bubba Franks. And, oh, yay! And, ladies and gentlemen, back for his 16th season, Brett Favre. And the place would go nuts. And Brett just, it, it became like an addiction. It was like a drug to Brett every year. And then one year he's crying, leaving the field down in Chicago. Oh, no, it might be it. And. John Mann's like, oh, well, there's a guy that I think is, there's a guy that I think is not going to come back. And then every year you had to go through this crap. And now it's like, Aaron, have you thought about it? Just say, not really, maybe a little, but no, we're really concentrating on just Detroit. This isn't part of my, part of my thought process. And instead you start waxing nostalgic about, I got some great memories here. You know, there's some good memories and really, uh, you know, I, I love this place. And, I, you know, what? It, stop. Nobody, nobody wanted to know your thoughts on Lambeau Field and the community that is the Green Bay Packers. Just want to know if you, you had any thoughts at all that this could possibly be your last game. Yes or no? What? No, no. Stop. Oh. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I agree. I agree. Because the minute he said it, we were sitting, we were doing the huddle on Wednesday night. Now, we, as, as a group here, you and I, uh, as a group here, did not get a chance to hear his presser because he did it after we went off the air on Wednesday. So when we played it back on Wednesday night, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. This is, you know, he's giving you a lot of insight. And I'm like, this is great. And then the question, and then the question. And literally, as I'm sitting there listening to his answer, I I did that, that you know, hand into my forehead, and I'm rubbing my head like, oh, God, no. Here we go. Here we go. Here it is. And you could hear it. You know, you could hear Mike Greenberg in my head in that puke-and-choke voice. Is this the last time Lambeau Field will see the greatness of Aaron Rodgers? And it's like, oh, my God. Just stop. Stop. Shut up. Stop. Stop. There you go. Uh, but we got a game to play. They got a game to play. I don't have stuff to play, but uh, they got a game to play. So uh, the Packers taking on the Lions. Can they knock the Lions off at Lambeau coming up on Sunday? Some of the keys of the game coming up today as well. Some of the things we discussed this week. But now you kind of get down to the nitty-gritty and you start to really analyze and you look at this thing and you think during this 7-2 this, this and two run by the Lions, one of the losses they took was in the last second to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, a field goal, and the rest of the time, they're playing pretty much for the most part, playing winning football. And in doing so, they have been really strong, really strong. You look at the Lions and the fact that, yeah, they've given up points in their defense, their secondary specifically, not that good, as we all know, not that good. But the uh, the... While the secondary has not been good, their offense has been really good. A really good scoring offense. 
Now, I know the Panthers got him when they went on the road down to take on Carolina just a couple of weeks ago, and it was kind of like, whoa, where'd that come from? Because they knocked off the Packers, and that started their winning streak. It was like, it's, it was like beating the Packers allowed the, 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 the Lions to wake up. Because after that, they beat the Bears. But then, at the Meadowlands, now we all know that the Giants are kind of a paper champion, but they whooped their ass. They beat them up there, remember. They lost that really that that heartbreaker because it was uh, I believe it would correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Wasn't it on Thanksgiving when the Bills came back and kicked that field goal? Wasn't that the Thanksgiving game where Josh Allen uh, was hugging guys on the sideline going uh, F yeah? Wasn't that the 28-25 game that was on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day with the Lions? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, it was. The Lions and the Bills. I thought it was. Yeah. Yep. So so that was a big game. Then they beat the hell out of the Jaguars. They beat them at home. They beat the Vikings at home. They beat the Jets on the road. And I thought the Jets would would beat them. And put it this way, when you look at their numbers here, they put up 31 on the Bears, 31 on the Giants, lost 28-25 to the Bills, 40 on the Jaguars, 34 on the Vikings, 20 on the Jets, 23 on the Panthers. They lost that game 37-23. Then they came back last week and beat the hell out of the Bears 41-10. They're scoring points almost at will. Almost at will. And now they got the Packers coming up on Sunday night. So there's some keys to this game we're going to talk about when we come back. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. You know where we're going to be coming up next Wednesday night. Mark it on your calendar, the Thirsty Duck in Sussex, right there by the railroad tracks. Thirsty Duck. Come on in. Duck around with us, as they say, with a Bud Light. Come on by and say hello. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. More to come next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show on the air. Hour number three of the program on a green and gold Friday. Packers getting ready uh, to take on the Lions Sunday night, Lambeau Field. And uh, we'll obviously know before the game what the Lions are playing for, but I can't imagine that this, regardless uh, of what happens with Seattle, I can't imagine that the Lions in some way, shape, or form are not going to come out completely motivated to play their best. Uh, the only thing that they may do, depending on which situation happens to unfold, is how loose do you play? Do you play uh, with all the concentration on going to the postseason, or do you just pull out all the stops to get over 500 and knock a rival out of the postseason? Uh, we talk more now with Dan Miller, the voice, play-by-play voice of the Detroit Lions, joining us on the hotline. Dan, how you been? Bill, I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. So, coming was it? Did you kind of bemoan the fact that uh, you're not playing at the same time the Seattle Seahawks are? So that way, there's no scoreboard watching because the team's going to know what they're playing for when they get into that game on Sunday night. I don't think so. I mean, I think look, it felt like a really long, like uh, 36 hours where we were wondering what time the game was going to be, and we heard. You know, that it could be four because they put him at side-by-side with Seattle. Then we heard that NBC really wanted Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in that night game. And, you know, I don't don't think Lions fans really felt strongly one way or the other. I mean, whatever's going to happen between Seattle and the Rams is going to happen. And you know what? 
that this is a game against Green Bay and on national television, this team other than Thanksgiving Day didn't get any national television games this year. So I think, you know, Lions fans kind of look at it as, as a nice reward for a, for a season that is, you know, featured a heck of a turnaround. And I think everybody feels good about it. And I think, you know, Dan Campbell has, has been selling it from the moment it was announced and, and really getting into it this week that this is a great opportunity for a young team to go in there and, and get a feel for what this is all about. So uh, let's say they're not playing for a playoff spot on, on Sunday night. And I said it could almost be more dangerous for the Green Bay Packers because Dan Campbell has been known to just do anything to, to, to get a win. I mean, it's fake punts, it's onside kicks, it can be going for it on fourth down in your own territory, whatever it happens to be. They've been good at that all season long. So I can say that if he doesn't have to worry about making a mistake that would cost him the postseason, go for it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think if they're not playing for anything, they'd probably just rest the starters and just see what happens. But no, kidding. Uh, I, I think that <laughs> if this game is if this game is not for a playoff berth, look, I can't sit here and predict how that affects all these guys because there has to be something of a letdown there. But if there's been one kind of trait characteristic that we've had from Dan Campbell's teams, it's that they play hard. And I have no doubt that you've got a bunch of young guys on this team, a lot of whom have never played under a spotlight like this before, who know that they're the only game on, that everybody that they know is watching, and they take a lot of pride in what they do. And, and we've seen that here. That's been a hallmark of, as I said, this Dan Campbell team. So, um, look, it's, it's that part of it's kind of hard for me to wrap my arms around. All I could do is, is – go by what I have seen and that is that these guys give maximum effort all the time last year they were 0 and 8 or whatever and given maximum effort and 3 and 12 or whatever the record was last year and playing hard so uh, look I anticipate that they're gonna make a very very good accounting of themselves whether it's for a playoff berth or if in fact Seattle wins and it's only Green Bay winning it in then I think they'll be fired up about playing a division rival and having a chance to knock them out. The uh, what has been the change in this team? We watched them beat the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers uncharacteristically, just not a good game at Ford Field. Since then, seven out of the last nine games, the Lions have won. And, and let's start with the offense. And they have been rolling. They're one of the better offenses in the National Football League. They get rid of Hawkinson, and I'm thinking this is the beginning and the end. And instead. They've just been able to pick up where they left off, like without missing a beat. What has been so good about this offense? They've started taking care of the football. Uh, through six games, Jared Goff, not all his fault, but they kind of get assigned to the quarterback with interceptions and fumbles. He had nine turnovers. And since then, I believe the Jair Alexander interception by Green Bay is the last one that he threw. Um, he's got 290 consecutive passes without an interception. Uh, they have started to not give the other team – free possessions. I mean, heck, it seemed like every time the Lions turned it over early in the season, it was going back for a touchdown. So they have done a really good job of just cleaning it up. I mean, they were really close during that one and six start. I mean, the first month of the season, they led the league in scoring. Um, you go back and look outside of the New England game, they were right there to, with a chance to win all those games. Even the Dallas game, that if you look at the score, looks a little bit um, lopsided. They had the ball at the Dallas one with a chance to take the lead in the second half in that game and fumble. And so it was really, I think people looked at it and kept saying, man, they're close, they're close, which I don't know how you view that. Close is tough in this league. It just means the other team's making more plays than you. But in the end, 
they were close, and they did start cleaning up the turnovers. They, they started much as Green Bay has, taking the ball away from the opposition, and they stopped committing, and it's come up a couple times since then, but for the most part, stopped committing a lot of the penalties that were really hurting them early in the season. So it wasn't some drastic personnel change or, or, or scheme change or something like that. It was really just cleaning up the mistakes that we know in this league cost you a chance to win, which is usually something somewhere in that turnover ratio and getting it to lean on your side instead of the other. Um, Defensively, how good have they become? Better, uh, much better. uh, But there have been moments where you're like, well, what's going on here? Like the Carolina game where they got run for over 300 yards. Um, But for the most part before that, and that's why that game was kind of like scratch your head. Uh, they had played Minnesota in the Jets and, and 39 carries for 72 yards the defense had given up. So the defense has played much better. Um, they, they certainly, that's probably going to be the focus during the offseason. They need to get better there. The play has been better, but it's probably what gives you the most concern going into this game is what is a relatively young secondary going up against Aaron Rodgers and frankly with a, a young defensive line. I mean, they have five and a half sacks out of, their defensive line rookies this past weekend. You know, Houston had three, Hutchinson had a half, and Josh Pascal had two. Um, look, it, it's a it's a group that's really coming along. There's a lot of young guys in there that, that have gotten a lot better, but this is uncharted territory for them against the, one of the greatest of all time at quarterback. So this challenge and how they accept it and answer it is going to be interesting to see. Um, the special teams of the Green Bay Packers has gotten so much better. Give me your thoughts on the coverage teams and what Keyshawn Nixon has done for Green Bay and really, for the most part, flipping field position for this team offensively. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've been pretty good. The Lions have done a pretty good job with that. But this is a guy that if you're not kicking the ball out of the back of the end zone, uh, it's going to be a problem. So I think that they understand that, uh, you know, Coach Campbell certainly talked about it. You can't miss it. I mean, when the guy's got seven consecutive games of 90 or more kickoff return yards and you know that he's not worried about bringing it out from five or six deep or something like that, then it's something that you got to pay attention to. Now, look, for, for a good portion of this year, the Lions were purposely getting hang time on their kicks and trying to bring them down around the one of the goal line so that they had to be returned. So I think they have confidence in their return units, but, you know, or excuse me, their coverage units. But look, this is a different cat, and you can't mess around with this guy. He can flip a game in a minute. So I think they're cognizant of that. I think given their druthers, they would kick it out of the back of the end zone. But if they can't, I do think they feel good about their coverage units, but you just can't make a mistake against this guy. He's, re- he's really been special over the last couple of months. You've seen a lot of good games and a lot of, uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot, maybe a couple of bad games out of Aaron Rodgers. The narrative has become, could this possibly be his last game at Lambeau Field? What do you, because the offense hasn't necessarily fired on all cylinders this year, offensively speaking. What do you see in, in Green Bay's offense right now? If I see 12, I, I have reason for concern, significant concern. Look. That guy has cut the heart out of my chest and Lions fans' chest for a long time. And when you think you have him down or you hear that things aren't going well, that he's starting to show his age, he figures out a way to show you that's not true. I mean, look, he's a great player. And I don't have to tell anybody there that. But there's nothing but respect from here for him and what he does. 
Um, look, people may not appreciate the fact that he points out, you know, certain things about the Lions and uh, his little shot on whatever that was, Sunday Night, Monday Night Football or whatever, about the, the Lions not being an over 500 team. I mean, we hear that. We get that. We also know that's him, and that's how he motivates himself. And, and I um, – I've told you this before in, in all my years of doing it, the, there's, he's one of two guys that I look at and just feel like he has ruined more days for me than anybody else. The other one is Daniil Hunter from the Vikings who just seems to own the lions and has big games against the lions. But look, uh, what I see is a quarterback who is playing within the offense. They're running the ball extremely well. It doesn't mean he has to throw the ball for 350 yards. It just means he has to lead, and he does that. He's great at that. So um, it's going to be a massive challenge. And, look, he understands his spotlight. He's been here before. He knows what's on the line. He knows what it would mean to be able to stand up there and say to all his critics, you guys counted us out at 4-8. and eight. We're in the playoffs. You know, you know where you can go. So, I mean, that's sometimes how the great ones motivate themselves, and that's sometimes how – you know, they, they're able to, to accomplish the great things that they're able to accomplish. So I anticipate this is going to be the same Aaron Rodgers that we have seen for a long, long time, and it's going to take the kind of defensive effort that the Lions understand they have to have, which is a Herculean against that guy, and, and find some way to pressure him and try to get him to make a couple mistakes. I don't anticipate he'll have the kind of game that he had at Ford Field. As you said, that was uncharacteristic. So... Uh, you're going to have to be at your best because you better anticipate he's going to be at his best. The uh, the season itself for the Lions, uh, overall successful? Because uh, I said anywhere from six to eight wins, and they're on the upturn. So is that the way people are feeling right now? Or, you know, if you don't win this game, then it still has the mark of failure? No, I, I think it's I, – I think there will always be a faction of fans that have, you know – been kicked around for 50 plus years, 60 plus years by this organization that, you know, will will always hold them to, well, if you're not winning a Super Bowl, that's not good enough. So, but I think most people that look at this organization in the second year of a massive rebuild coming off a one and six start and getting back to 500 and now having a chance to get over 500 uh, would look at this and say, you know what? You can point to, Many players on this depth chart that are first year, second year, that are getting better, that are part of the reason for this turnaround, that allows you to understand there's a foundation being laid here. And the vision that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have is coming to fruition. And regardless of what happens in this game, and certainly it's not to say they don't want to win it and don't hope that they get some help and can get in the playoffs, but regardless of what happens, I think anybody – who is unbiased with this and say, this thing is headed in the right direction. It's real. It's built on a firm foundation of, of young players improving. You have two first round picks, two second round picks and money to spend in free agency. And based on what we have seen over the last two plus months, you go into next year anticipating nothing less than this team will compete for the NFC North title. Nothing less. Good stuff as always, Dan. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Appreciate it as always too. Okay. I appreciate you. We look forward to being there. It's always fun. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Talk to you later. There you go. Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, joining us for a couple of minutes and uh, giving us a breakdown. Look, they they know they're on the uptick, and like he said, it was a massive rebuild. But uh, (laughs) as he said, when you have 12, 
who's broken their hearts so many times before. When you have 12, you know, anything can happen. So now you wait and see. 877-867-1670. Uh, good stuff from him uh, to be joining us. Hey, uh, our friends over there at uh, Cruise Planners, they want me to remind you that uh, Kirk and uh, the company over there have terrific deals right now on cruises. Uh, it's wave season, as they call it. They have uh, Black Friday specials uh, and such that keep going all the way January through March. So there you have it. Two six two three, And they can do this anywhere in the country, by the way. Anywhere you listen to us, they can put packages and deals together for you. 262-344-0697. From cruises to land tours, completed packages, all kinds of vacation packages as well. They specialize in all types of travel. They would create an unforgettable vacation for you. And they can even do financing. You can put money down, whatever. I mean, if you want to take the dream vacation, but you think I can't afford all of that at once, they can finance it too. 262-344-0697. 262-344-0697. Again, 262-344-0697. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.